have medication order now? They do, but they're not sure that. Welcome to church. Good morning. I am Jesse Lee Peterson. Thank you so much for being with me. I absolutely appreciate it. We don't have an audience today, not a, a congregation in-house. So I am taking your calls and your questions and answers on our uh, chat line. Uh, you can call 888 All right. So uh, good morning, folks. And this is because of the Chinese virus, as you know. And in California, I think I heard that once child died or something. And so they're really freaking out. They're like, don't go outside. Stay in the house. You can't go anywhere. Because one child died. So I don't know. This should all end by Easter. I hope. As the president said, he hoped that it ends by Easter. He didn't say it would. But he hoped that it does. There's some people that go back to work. So um, that's why we don't have the in-house. We are supposed to be having a men's forum this Thursday night. I believe it is Thursday night, the first Thursday. But we will not be having it because of all this other stuff, all right? No men's forum this Thursday night. First Thursday night is normally for men. Third is for ladies and Sunday morning for everyone. I... Uh, I'm going to get to my biblical question in a minute, but I want to, yesterday morning, I was getting up and I flipped on the TV and just kind of flipping through the networks to see what people were talking about. And I ran up on Dr. Field's show, and Dr. Field was talking to a mother, a son-in-law, and a daughter. And so I watched it for a minute to see what they were talking about. And I have to tell you, the mother, uh, apparently the son-in-law went from one state to, I believe, Colorado. I may be wrong about the state. And he met this girl. They started dating, and they got married. Uh, but when they got married, according to the story, when they got married, the, the man took his wife and went to Ohio or somewhere. And the mother did not want that to happen. The mother wanted the daughter to stay there with her instead of going with her husband. And because the, the, the daughter loved her husband, she followed her husband. The mother had a fit. She went into psycho mode. And she, um, for whatever reason, she just said she had a gut feeling. But in an effort trying to get the daughter back, from her husband, she called social service and told them that the father had had sexually molested the child. And they went through a whole lot of trauma over that. Just crazy. And the mother had no proof at all, uh, according to the survey. And so they finally made it through some of that. And then the mother said, oh, I have this feeling that your husband want to kill you and the children. This woman doing all this to try to get the daughter back to, I believe it was Colorado from Ohio or somewhere. And um, so Dr. Field had a, one of those lie detector tests done, 
and they found out the man hadn't done anything. He was totally innocent with everything. And the daughter tried to intervene. She ended up in jail and everything. And the mother is, I'm, I'm looking at this mother, and she is like pure evil at the risk of controlling her daughter, her daughter, she lied and tried to destroy the family just to try and get the daughter back. It was pure evil. It was like, I couldn't believe it. And so when they did this test and found out that the woman had lied about everything, uh, Dr. Fuel asked the mother, do you want to say anything to your son-in-law now? Uh, and she looked at the son-in-law she said something off the wall. She did not apologize. She didn't say, I'm sorry, I was wrong, or anything. And it was crazy. So I bring this up to say, I had no idea how bad it was for adult children to get away from their mothers. It is mind-blowing. And the mothers are doing it because they... It's a false sense of fulfillment. They get a false sense of salvation by controlling the children. It's like a drug. They keep the adult children there so they can feel good about themselves. And if you leave, it's like trying to control the husband or anything. If you leave, it leaves an emptiness inside the mother, and she goes nuts. Rather than overcoming it, returning to the father, she go nuts. She destroy her own children uh, in order to do that. Y'all got to stop this. This is not good. This is evil. And so 18-year-old boys, men, young men and young women, y'all need to get far away from your mama because she is controlling you to death do your part, right? Be aware of that. That was a very eye-opening story. And I'm looking at this woman, you can see in her eyes, she's pure evil. The, the problem is because um, knowledge is an illusion. Did you know that knowledge is an illusion? Uh, Dr. Field was not able to help her, the mother, because he couldn't, I guess due to the lack of whatever, he couldn't really be honest with this woman about the evil that was coming out of her. We got to start dealing with the spiritual thing. It's a warfare between good and evil, right versus wrong. Good versus evil, right versus wrong. Um, my biblical question this week, and then I'll take your calls or whatever. My biblical question this week, which do you prefer? Which do you prefer to say lives or save the economy? That was my biblical question this week. And the answers were very, very, oh, mama, mama mia, very interesting. Uh, one thing I want to say about these mothers controlling their children, rarely do I hear of fathers doing this. I know, I guess somewhere, the fathers are trying to do it too. If they're like beta fathers, they haven't overcome their mothers. But most of the time, it's the mothers. You have no business living around your mother as an adult. You are not her husband. And if she messed up her life, she ran her husband off or they broke up for whatever reason, that's not your issue. All right? So if you want to grow up, start your own family. This woman really loved her husband, and she had 
two children, and she announced on Dr. Field's show she was pregnant again. They're trying to have their own family, and the mother tried to destroy it because she wanted control of the daughter and uh, could not have it because the daughter loved the husband. She even drove to Ohio or wherever they were. Uh, once she called social service, she drove there so that she could take hold of the kids and, and, and the mother again. It didn't work. Anyway, which do you prefer, to save lives or to save the economy? I say, and I could be wrong, but I say I prefer to save the economy because if you save lives and the economy fail, people are going to die anyway. It, it will become a socialist country and you will die anyway. So I'd rather save the economy and then you can save lives, all right? Don't let anyone, there's a, some uh, religious web uh, magazine I spoke about this week on the show. And this guy said that no Christian should be, should put saving the economy over saving lives. And I'm like, wow, what a fake Christian. Fake, and there are a lot of fake Christians out there. So I'd rather save the economy, then you can save the lives. Don't let anyone uh, convince you otherwise. Well, do what you want, of course, but don't let anyone convince you otherwise. You have a call for me? I do. Okay. Jim from Philadelphia is on the line for you. Hey, how's it going, guys? All is well, Jim. Hello? Jim, thanks for calling. Can you hear me, Jim? Hello? He can't hear me. Hold on, Jim. He cannot hear me. I put him back on hold. All right, hold on, Jim. Where's Billy? Someone get Bill. He can't hear me. They can't hear me, Bill. Yeah, Jim was on the phone, but he can't hear me. I can hear Jim, but Jim can't hear me. They're checking it out, Jim. We'll get to you. So, as I was saying, knowledge is an illusion. Uh, knowledge without introspection will not work. And that's why the experts don't know anything, because they have no revelation. Knowledge without revelation is no good. It's a setup. It's an illusion. And I've said over and over again that everything of this world is an illusion. It's an imitation of the real deal. The real deal is inside of you. The fate, the illusion, is outside of you. Fate love, fate family, fate friends, fate knowledge. That's why the preachers that go uh, to school to become a preacher and become all intellectual, they are fake preachers because they only have knowledge. They only have hearsay about God, about truth, about salvation, about freedom. They don't. They don't know what the real deal is because they only have the knowledge of it and not the revelation. You need revelation. If you don't get the revelation of what's happening, you cannot see. You are a walking dead. You want to try it again? Yeah. Okay. Let me get back to Jim out of Philadelphia. Hey, Jim. How's it, how's it going? All is well. Can you hear me now? 
I can hear you. Yep. Okay, go ahead. Um, first off, I want to thank you guys, everyone, uh, everyone at Bond. Um, you guys have helped me out in like profound ways. So right on. You You're welcome, man. Yeah. Um, uh, that that woman from Doctor Phil should be thrown in jail. Yeah. Uh, I'll run for president, Jesse, and you can run for president, and whoever wins. <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll appoint you as vice president, or you could appoint me as vice president. Absolutely. And then we, we could jail all the all the mothers. All right. <laughs> <laughs> all right so, um, well, we don't want to jail them. We want to. It's the man's job to show her how to overcome the hell that she's living in. And right, yeah, it should have been the father sure. while she was growing up, but a lot of them are not being uh, raised by their fathers, and so it's the husband's job to help the wife overcome that. Right, right. Okay, so basically I, I got engaged like a couple months ago. And um, my fiancé, before we got engaged, I said, like, you know, I, I don't want you to work. And But, but then she kind of said, what, what if I work like two nights a week doing like a, uh, a restaurant or something like that? And so I said, okay. But now I've kind of changed my mind on it. Yeah. And she doesn't really, she doesn't really like that. And I just thought that it'd be easier if she just, you know, obeyed her husband even though I'm not her husband yet, I just thought it'd be easier for her to obey me and just, because there is something about it that I don't like. I, I kind of feel like it's one foot in the door, one foot out the door, like riding two horses. You know, because it's, it's either, I, I feel like you should, as a woman, you should either, you know, have a career, be single, do all that, or if you're going to be a wife, stay at home, take care of the kids, especially if you're going to home, homeschool the kids and all that. Right. So... Uh, I'm trying to think if there's any other details that, that are important. Oh, yeah, I don't make too much money, so, but I, I still think that it wouldn't be necessary for her to work. And, and then on top of that, um, she said that she doesn't want to be financially dependent on me, at which point I said, ego alert. Ego <laughs> I'll alert. tell you, that's right. So, so. Do you guys. That, that, that's really the part that kind of, that kind of set off a red flag for me. Yeah. Do you have children? Does she have children already? Oh, uh, no, no, no. No kids. And are you no. living with her now? No, no, no. Oh, good. Well, I, I personally believe that if uh, you don't have children yet, and you're not married yet, so she's really not your wife yet, and right. uh, if you don't have children, I think it's all right for the wife to work. But I agree, she, I agree. And I, I once agree you start having children, had... then that's a different story. Yeah, but she's saying while we have children. That, well, it's good that you know this before you marry her. Uh, yeah. Even though you are engaged, you, you're finding these things out. And if it doesn't change, I don't think you should marry this one. Okay. Because um, why get married and the wife is not going to be there to watch over the kids for you? Uh, and she doesn't want to have to depend on you financially. As your as her husband, she should rely on you financially. That doesn't make sense. And That's so, what I'm saying. Yeah. When are you When are you getting married? Supposed to get married? Uh, probably like the next next November. Oh well, I would get those so. things worked out. And if she's not going to agree to it, that's the whole point of engagement, dating and engagement, to to find these things out. And if she's not going to do it, then dump her. What? Well, don't dump right, her, but right. don't marry her. I got you. Yeah. But um, uh, she she does agree that she doesn't want to have a career and she doesn't want to. She wants to homeschool the kids and follow me. And we already talked those those things out. So she 
you know, I'll, I'll be the head of the head of the house and all that good stuff. Well, you should be the head but, of your wife. And my wife, yes, the head of my yeah. wife. She she agrees to that, um, you know, order. So, you know, uh, on paper, she says that she does. So only time will tell, right? But, but she doesn't agree if you say that she doesn't want to be uh, financially dependent on you. Yeah, that's the part where it's a little, it's a little sketchy. Yeah, it's a, it's a little sketchy. Yeah, but she, she, more so, she, she just wants to have like two, two nights a week where she can, you know, have a night shift at like a restaurant or something, just so she doesn't have to ask me for money to go out like uh, with her friends once in a while. You are her husband. And Why is she preparing for something like that? Once she starts having I, children, I, she's not gonna have time to go out with her friends or work two nights right. a week. Right. She says that like it's sort of like you know you know when you're growing up and you're you're a kid and you don't want to ask your parents for money. It feels better to earn on your own. That that that's but her growing argument. up as a kid and earning money is different than having a husband. Thank you. Right. So that's not um, a good comparison th- at all. I think I think it's a bit of an ego alert. It is. And yeah, if, so and I would really and be coupled with this because sometimes. Uh, some women, not all, she would pretend, okay, that's not what I want then. And then you marry her, and that that will become an issue. Right. Once you have a kid. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. Anything else? Sounds good. Um, I, I wanted to say, when I forgave my mom the first time, Yes. she, uh, she, she kind of like, she, she got a little angry and whatnot. And then, like like a year later, I told her that uh, she was the reason why I was af- I was afraid of women. And we were driving in the car, Jesse, and yeah. she kicked me out of the car. <laughs> <laughs> they put you out of the car. She kicked, she she said she dropped me off in the middle of the road to get out of the car. Are you serious? Yeah. So, uh, it, it, people people who are listening, if you have a mother that that can you know admit that she's wrong and do all that good stuff and still, you know, maintain somewhat of a relationship with her, I'd be grateful for it because some women, like Jesse says, I mean, they just can't admit when they're wrong. Yeah. Like, so deeply, so deeply seated in them. This is why we got to restore the order of God in Christ, Christ over man, man over woman, woman over children, so that this kind of stuff can end, get back to being normal again. Thank you for your call, yeah. man. I appreciate you. All right. Of course. Okay. Um, Yes, James. I do have um, more calls, and I have some super chats as well. Okay. Let me read a few super chats real quick. Alex Calloway says, two questions. Is it beta to kiss a woman on the cheek when you greet them? And what is the answer to the first biblical question this week? The uh, Oh, yeah, I had two biblical questions, right? Right. Um, what was the question? I forget. How, how do you know when a man's been called by God? Oh, yeah. Right. You so. know, you hear men saying, oh, I've been called by the Lord. I was called by God when I was six years old. Oh, and I ran from it. Uh, <laughs> are you able to hear, Frankie? If you sit in the other room, you can hear, if you want to hear it. Uh, and now you hear women saying, oh, I've been called by God. We, we know that's not true. But how do you know... When a person has been called, a man been called by God, that man would have understanding. He would know how to 
direct you back to the source that caused him to see. He would know how to direct you back to, to your natural state of being uh, without trying to teach you, control you, or use you for any purpose. You would know, you would know, you would just see it. You would know by the way that they guide you, where they've been taught. I mean, called by God. Otherwise, it's just knowledge, filling your head with knowledge. But you would know. What was the second part? The second part was, uh, the first part was, is it, a, is it beta to kiss women on the cheek when you greet them? <clears throat> is it beta to kiss? I don't know. It all depends. It's risky nowadays for men, but I don't know for sure if it's beta or not. But interesting question. Mario Valdo says, hola, Jesse. Hola. <laughs> Daryl Bear says, where the white women at? With a diamond. Thank you. Um, Crystal A says, new listener, I keep dwelling on my past. How do I stop? Absolutely. Number one, you got to overcome the anger. And, and I want to repeat that anger is really hatred. And hatred is judgment. And when you judge, you're playing God. And when you play God, you would never know the true God. You're separated from the real God, and Satan is your daddy. And so uh, what you have to do is overcome the anger, first of all. Overcome the anger. You must forgive. Before you enter into the kingdom of heaven, you must forgive. And then once you do that, you will start coming out. You will see that you're not your imagination. Uh, you will uh, start to come out of your imagination and when you're out of your imagination, those things cannot happen. Otherwise, you can't help but do those things. All right? But you got to doubt the thoughts. Go forgive, doubt the thoughts, speak up, but don't resent. And you will live a, a, an amazing, in the present life without fear, without doubt, without worry, without insecurity, uh, without hatred, or any of that kind of stuff. All right? Eric is calling from Sweden. Hey, Eric, all the way from Sweden. Welcome to the church all service. Thank you, Jesse. Good to be here. And, uh, yeah, I second what James said there. It's, it's funny. I, I agree with most things, he, uh, everything he said uh, about Bond. And, uh, and I'm really, really grateful that to, to, to talk to you. Yes, sir. Thank you. Wonderful. So uh, I'm actually calling about my fiancé as well. It's, uh, it's funny. I... I had a bit of a falling out uh, a couple of days ago, and I've been listening to you for about a year or two, and uh, I've forgiven my parents. I've taken, you know, the, all of that to heart, and, um, you know, the first few days after I did it, I was in a complete uh, bliss, you know, complete peace, and uh, and uh, it was so clear that uh, that, that uh, what, what you said was true. Uh, this matter that I'm calling is about my fiance we we met each other at work about a year ago and and uh, I proposed a couple of months ago and we we started out talking very early I was very clear about the things that you that you teach also that you shouldn't move in together before marriage and also not have intimate uh, relations before marriage and right. I'm telling you uh, that's that's almost unheard of here in Sweden uh, for sure uh, and, in America and, too. and she's actually from from Russia, so you know she's more of a traditional mindset. Still, she she wasn't for it, but she accepted it, and we went along. And 
as the time went on, I got very weak, and uh, we have since then uh, had relations and uh, intimate relations, and and uh, now that this uh, pandemic is all going all over the world, there is a uh, we decided more or less unanimously that it would be a shame to be isolated in quarantine and in different places in different apartments. We would not see anyone uh, at all, and that's why about a week ago, a bit more, she. Well, she actually came to live with me uh, in my apartment, and it's been going relatively well uh, for the at first, and then uh, we had a bit of a falling out because uh, I don't know. She she said that she was you know you know she took on the role quite early to take on this more traditional kind of housewife role, and I was you know we were both working at the same time, and then. After a few days, she said that all this time spent in the kitchen was, you know, making her depressed, and she wanted me to <laughs> to partake in that uh, activity. And and, uh, and then I just uh, I started thinking that oh boy, you know, is this uh, where do we where do we go from here? Kind of because is this now has this has she just been saying these things to kind of you know to to get started to get going in life and. Uh, um, so I'm a little bit concerned, and now she actually went home uh, after we after we discussed these things, and uh, and uh, you know she went back to Russia. Yeah. Oh, she went back to Russia. Uh, sorry, no. She she lives uh, relatively close to me uh, here and works here as well uh, oh, okay. in my town. Okay. And so, what's your question for me? My question is, uh, Jesse. Um, what should I do? You know, uh, what would be the right thing to do to, to, to start up, you know, life right, and, and, and to but, do to make things right with this girl. But just think about it. You want to be right and do right. You want uh, you are created to be the head of your wife. You don't want to do it in the wrong way. And now you know that she doesn't want to do it the right way. I mean, it, it, the choice is is quite simple. And she's already made the choice for you, really. You're right. You're right. Of course, you're right. At the same time, you know, she she has never had. She comes from a very. She she truly loves her her family, her parents. She, you know, she has nothing to forgive them for, as she says, you know. And and I come from a very destructive home, you know, and. So her argument, and I've said this, you know, I've been very open that, you know, I want to change things, I want to do things right, and I don't want to end up uh, from where I come from. And she's, you know, all, all I want, she says, all I want to do is just repeat what, where I come from. I want, if I can have the same kind of family, strong, you know, relationship with my husband as I have seen my parents do, then, you know, I will be the happiest person in the world. And, and for me, it's kind of hard to argue against that and say, no, but it's not right to move in, for example, while she has this experience, this backing from her home where moving in before marriage would not be a problem. So, uh, But so you said me, that just, she had a strong right. right family, right? But she did not have a strong family if she wanted to do it the wrong way because if she had had that order, had her father been over the mother, the mother loved her husband and did what he said, she wouldn't want to be moving in. She wouldn't mind being a home and once she have kids and and cook and do the things that a wife would do. So she did not come from a strong family. She's lying to you about that. Maybe the father was there, but he was 
he wasn't in order because if he was in order, she wouldn't be acting that way. She would never move in with you before marriage. I see. So she's either lying about the family or whatever. But she didn't have a strong family. She did not come from a righteous family. She came from a family where the mother is controlling. I see. Now I brought that into my own. Yeah. Yeah. So just think about it. If she come, if she came from the right kind of a family where that order is there, why is she so willing to live with you before marriage? That doesn't make sense. Mm. And why she's not willing to be a wife and do what wives do. So you're fortunate, Eric, that you're seeing this now. And yes, sir. And uh, how old are you, Eric? Uh, I'm 29. I'm, I'm yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, you. I would. Be happy that you see it now because if you should marry her knowing what it is already, you're just going to catch hell. It's not going to work out. Yes, sir. Uh, may I ask a question? And don't want her more than you want what's right. We have to seek the kingdom of God and his right way uh, with all our heart, soul, and might, along with nothing else. So don't love this woman more than you love what's right. It's just going to. Yes, sir. It's not going to work out. Yes, sir. I, it's it's clear. Can I ask another question? Yeah. Is uh, it hard to let time? her go if you have to let her go? Sorry? Is it hard to let her go if you have to let her go? <laughs> yes, sir. Uh, it would be hard at first, but I also know that... <laughs> Why it would it be, be hard? It would be hard for, because I have been in my mind and I have painted this picture and we have painted the picture together of this, you know, future together with uh, sort of, we have sort of idealized uh, the future together, but also just, you know, express what we want. And that, it seemed that that was, you know, the same thing. And that would be difficult to, to let go of, I would say, with her, you know. Number one, you're not supposed to be in your head imagining all this stuff. Yeah. And number two, um, are you doing the silent prayer dot video? Not as uh, not as beautifully as I should. Suffer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Suffer and die. <laughs> yeah. Because everything you're looking for Eric, inside of you, and it's a spiritual battle going on, and only God can uh, settle this issue for you to help you overcome. Uh, evil, uh, but you got to be quiet so that you can see and he will guide you in the right way. Because in all honesty, I don't know how you believe that this woman is from such a great family when she's willing to move in before marriage, when mm. she doesn't want to stay home and be a wife. She has not had a perfect example. You're right, sir. <sighs> <laughs> So you go ahead. Can, can, can yeah, go ahead. Can I ask? Yeah, this is just, maybe this is a biblical. This sounds a bit like a biblical question, but is it? Is it when the housewife, when she asks the man, the provider, to help around at home, is that the same thing as if the man wanted to stay home and not work and let the the housewife work a little bit? Um, the housework belonged to the wife, not to the husband. 
And a woman that's complaining and trying to get you to help do the housework is not a real wife. It's not the real deal. Mm-hmm. I, I know a lot of men give into it, but that woman has issues. And if she's staying home and keeping the house, you know, going, groceries, cooking and cleaning, all that, she should be doing that with joy because she's in her proper state of being. But mm-hmm. if, they don't, if they're not doing it with joy and they are complaining, you don't. You were you don't have, you need to help me. It's still the yeah. wrong woman. Oh boy, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I really appreciate. I really appreciate it. You know. Oh boy, man. How did I? Oh, it's a silent prayer, right? That's what I need to do. Yeah, you need to seek to love God with all your heart and might above everything, uh, along with no one else, and you'll be fine. Yes, sir. I, I, I thought I was there, and then I thought God put this girl in my life. You know, she just he just put her there. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I've I've heard several guys say things like that, but God yeah. is not going to give you an imperfect woman. Mm. He's yeah. going to give you one that has. I mean, one will come if you have some issues, but not mm. those type of issues. I see. Thank you so, so much, Jesse, and all, all the, the gentlemen and women, of course, at Bond as well. I really, really appreciate your time, and I wish you all the best. So let me, thank you so much. You're welcome, but let me ask, which do you prefer, yeah. to save lives or save the economy? I would say, I, I, I thought about it, I agree, the economy, because the, there are, there's so much death and suffering connected to whether or not the country is doing well, you know. So yeah. I think if the economy goes to waste, that's, that death count is hard to estimate. I, I agree. Eric, mm. what do you think going to happen if you told this woman, I'm not going to marry you, you're not the right one for me? <laughs> Ooh, I think she would get very, very, uh, very, very emotional and then very cold, you know. I've seen a side of her now that... Shows her that shows that she can vary between a very large spectrum of <laughs> emotion and not non-emotion in a very short interval of time, which I think is you know, surprising. But uh, you've already seen that in her. Yes, sir. So why would you want to marry someone like that? You deserve what you get. If you see it mm. and you still marry it, then you deserve what you get, man. Most yes, men sir. and women don't see what they are getting into until after they have done it. Yes, sir. And that's why I didn't want to move in and not do, do all these things. But now, then I've just gotten weak on the way, you know. I've got weak on the path. Yeah. So Clear. now she has her own place, right? Yes, sir. So she, she always has. She won't be able to come over now because of the Chinese virus. <laughs> <laughs> so you lucked out. <laughs> Amazing. Amazing. <laughs> All right, Eric, thank you, man. I wish you well. I wish likewise. Thank you so much. All the best. But Eric, make sure you do the silent prayer so you can start waking up even more so and you will see clearly and you will have no doubt. Because uh the same God that guides me, he is trying to guide you as well. And if you wake up, come out of your imagination, you will see the right thing to do. You wouldn't be able to help yourself. 
I like it. Thank you so much. All right. I wish you well, man. All the best. Okay. Yes, sir. I have a couple of more um, questions. Yes. From people. Um, hold on, real quick. Excuse me. Somebody was asking about um, about the um, why forgive your mother. Um, my Zol, my my cola on Facebook was asking, "What is this forgiving your mom all about? Forgive her for what?" Um, you know, God said that before you, uh, before you're able, and I'm paraphrasing, before you're able to be born again, you must repent so that you can be born again. And born again meaning to overcome the spirit of your, that's in your mother and return to the spirit of the father. And in order to do that, you must go and forgive. And the reason that is with the mother is because we are born through the mother. You know, we are born once of the flesh, and then we have to be born of the spirit. A lot of people don't because they never go and forgive. Even those people who go down to the front and confess Jesus Lord and Savior, if you notice they're not truly born again, they have the same old nature, nothing has changed. They, they uh, confess to sinning, and they think it's fine, and they have anger, and they have fear, they have insecurity because they have not been born again. And so when you go and forgive your mother for uh, whatever she did while you were growing up, God will forgive you and you will return to your father. And through your earthly father, you can return to your spiritual father and you will be born of the spirit. But you cannot be born of God as long as you have the nature of Satan. You must forgive. And that's what the born again experience is all about. You're born of the flesh and you're dying. When you're born of the spirit, you're living. Look at the people around you. They are walking dead. Their eyes are open, but they're dead. They're not alive. They are dying. And everything they do is added to that death. They're dying and don't know it. That's why you must be born of the spirit. You have to overcome mama. Um, another question. Dill on Periscope is asking, how do you overcome insecurity, social awkwardness? I struggle talking to people. And that's the whole, uh, all that will fall away. I've said earlier, the only reason that you're having those issues, because you're angry, you're in a fallen state, you don't have love. You don't have love. And the one thing that's missing in the world today is love. And love is not something you can feel, taste, touch, or, or any of that. You live by it. It's a light unto your feet. If we had love in the world today, it would be perfect peace. So if you had love, you would not have all those issues. You only have hatred in your heart. That's why you must go and forgive so you can overcome the prince of darkness because in his nature is insecurity, shyness. I used to have that thing where I couldn't speak up. And I would tell myself, you know what, next time I'm going to speak up. And so whenever something happened, it would come all the way up to and lock in my throat because I couldn't get it out. But once I forgave it, my nature changed. I have no problem speaking up at all because I have love. I hate no one. I judge no one. I have no opinion about anyone. Uh, and so once you're born again, all that stuff would disappear. 
and you will live in the perfect light of God. You become perfect as your father in heaven is perfect. The only way to overcome that is that you've got to overcome the anger. It will disappear. It'll be taken away from you once you overcome the anger. No medication is going to do it. No whatever, except that you need, a brand, you need to come back to your original nature. And in that, there is no depression or fear or, or not being able to speak up for yourself. And you will speak up with perfect love. Okay, I have um, a question, an answer to the biblical question. Um, biblical question answer from Mobetta Jankum. When two guys in suits and stunners drive up and tell you they're on a mission from God, that was that previous oh, biblical question. How do you know if a person, if a man is called by God or not? Mm-hmm. And he said, what? When two guys in suits and stunners drive up and tell you they're on a mission from God. <laughs> I, I think it might be a joke. <laughs> Must be a joke. Also, uh, when you hear people say, oh, the Lord told me to tell you, or the Lord, I heard from the Lord, that's not from God. That's the way to know. They ain't been called. Another way to know, they have not been called by God. All right? Or when they go to school. Any preacher that go to school to be a preacher, not from God. Because they don't see that if God called you, he'll prepare you, he'll instruct you, he'll guide you, he'll give you the right things to say. He would uh, let you see when to and when not to. You can't go to school and learn that. Another human being cannot teach you what God will have you say and do and be. So don't believe it. Do what you want, but I recommend you not believing it. I have more super chats, but let me get to call a, another caller first. Okay. Grace out of New York City is on the line. Hey, Grace. Hey, Jesse. How you doing? All is well. Welcome to church. Thank you so much. It's a pleasure to be here. Yes. Um, I was just calling. I'm, so, as you know, I'm located out of New York City. Um, it's been really crazy here, you know, obviously a lot of, um, a lot of cases here and, you know, people are really panicking, um, like as the days go on. Um, and I personally, you know, since I started listening to you and doing the silent prayer and becoming still, I look at this as a blessing at this point, um, because I feel like there's no better time to, um, be still and know um, than now, you know, we have so much time on our hands, um, no real excuses to not try to let look within at this point. Right. And I really do think, uh, it's a blessing for the entire world. Um, and especially for New York city, because New York is like just going to hell in a handbasket, as you say. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but you know, so, but a lot of people here are really becoming very cynical about God and, um, they say, oh, how could you say God loves us because of this? And, you know, I don't really know how to, like, properly answer that. You know, I know in my heart why, but I don't know, like, how to kind of explain to these people, like, why. So I wanted to ask you, what what would you say? Uh, and, and the question is, what what would I say to what? Um, if, if people are kind of uh, denying God and denying that he loves us, uh, what would the response be if they're, like, asking, well, why do you think that this is a sign that God loves us? First of all, I would tell them to suffer and die uh, because that's what's happening anyway. And right. God doesn't bring these type of things upon his people. 
uh, they only come upon the children of Satan because the outer world is is controlled and ruled by the prince of darkness. And so as long as the people live under his ruling, they're going to suffer these types of things. They're going to suffer sickness and disease and wars and all kinds of things because that's what the Old Testament is all about. That's why God created a new world and put it within us so that his children can enter into that world and live from there. I, if this thing continues, I believe, I don't have any facts or any proof, that people are going to start becoming angrier. They, you're going to see mm-hmm. violence in the streets and people are going to just go out, go nuts because most people cannot uh, be alone like this. They can't have that quiet mm-hmm. time uh, without feeling like they're going crazy. So it's going right. to get, unless they end this thing, it's going to get worse before it gets better as far as people and how they're going to respond to it. Right, and I absolutely agree with that. I do think that it's kind of going to go one way or the other to where, and that's why I feel like it's such a perfect time to choose the path of God, which is the path to be still free from anxiety so that you can make sane and rational, logical decisions. Absolutely. Um, You see how the people are running into the markets and buying up all the toilet paper when they could just go out to the cornfield and get corn cobs, right, at no cost. (laughs) (laughs) But, right, exactly. But you have adult men and women running and going nuts because they have no love. They have no faith. And so they are of their father, the devil, and this is how their children act. It's when yes. things come, and rather than being still and overcoming it, they freak out. Right, absolutely. So let me just ask, though, if, like, let's say, you know, someone who loves God, who, you know, just is on the right path, very righteous person, if they do end up contracting, you know, the virus, you said that God doesn't bring it upon his people, so does that mean that they would easily fight it, or that they won't get it at all? Um, they, If they get it, like what's happening, it seems like you can catch it from someone else. You can be mm-hmm. a son or a daughter of God and catch it disease, but you will overcome it. Uh, it, right, wouldn't be, exactly. it wouldn't be a death thing for you. You will be able to yep. come it because perfect love overcomes all things. You wouldn't be afraid in the, in the manner that the children of Satan are afraid, and you wouldn't blame God for it. You would just overcome it. Yeah, it's so crazy how fear really does, like, it forces you to make horrible decisions and see yeah. things all differently and backwards, and yeah. it's just it's crazy. And I think you're right. People are going to start going crazy, and they don't know what to do. It's like people don't know how to just sit in the house, watch TV. No one's even asking them to do anything crazy. You just have to sit in the house like watch TV, you know what I mean? <laughs> so people are really just going crazy over it, and it's so um, it's so eye-opening. I think one of, I was listening to your show, and one of the callers said it's a very um, awesome time to be awake, and I really yeah. agree with that because it's like in this time, we can see everything so clearly. They are, one of the beauties of having that downtime like that is that you get to see that you're nothing. You, you you get to see that you're not as important as you thought you were. You feel empty. And that is the moment to repent so you can enter into the kingdom. But most people won't do that. They'll make phone calls or they'll get on their computers or they'll watch TV or they'll get high or pot. They can't be <laughs> still and know that they are not anything, that they are not uh, uh, who they think that they are. But it's right. that quiet time is a perfect time. 
do and so in that quiet time, do you recommend doing the silent prayer, or do you recommend reading the Bible, or just really just sitting? You, uh, whatever you want, you could do both. You could sit still. Uh-huh. It's best to sit still because you. And if you want to read the Bible, pick it up and open and read and put it away, because you can even be distracted by too much reading as well, because right. you gain a lot of knowledge and you're escaping to that knowledge. It's, right. it's really best to go through that moment of quiet time where you're feeling the anxiety of being nobody. You feel like nobody loves you. You're not important. No one cares. You feel your ego catches up with you, and it cries out for fake love. It's best to right. go through that, and then if you want to go read a book or do something, you can do it. But go through that moment of feeling like nothing. Yep, yep, yeah, absolutely. You're 100% right. And I don't want to keep you for too long, but let me just ask one more thing. Yes. Um, my father uh, is a strong man. I thought he was alpha because he was like, in the military, in the Marines, and like a really strong guy. I grew up very close to him, closer to him than my mom. They got a divorce, and now he's with this other woman who's really miserable, and I can see that she's absolutely making him miserable and that, you know, he's with her, and she, like, doesn't really want him to be close with me anymore or with his other daughter. And so what do you, what, what should I do in this sense? Should I bring it up to him that I think that she's, like, a bad fit for him, or should I just let him suffer? Did you say you, your father as a strong man? I thought he was. Oh. I thought he was up until now. But oh, now yeah. that I've been listening to you, I see like he can't be strict. He's definitely a beta in this scenario because he's literally letting this crazy woman like decide everything for him. So I would, yeah. um, uh, you know, I've talked to a lot of men and women who have been in the military or they are still in the military, and they thought that they were strong because they learned how to use a gun. They learned how to kill. Right. They learned how to march up and down, whatever they do in the military. But when they get, especially with the men, when they get with their wives, they'll be in control. And they realize, wow, I'm not as strong as I thought I was. I would, mm-hmm. I would definitely talk to him about it. And okay. if you could talk to him about it in front of her, that's even better. Just say, hey, you're letting this woman take you away from us. She, mm-hmm. uh, you're too weak to stand up to her. You're let, letting this woman... Uh, separating you from your own kid, that's not good. That's not, right. that's weak. Why are you doing right. that? And if he doesn't change, forgive him and go your way. Right, right, okay. But, but if you resent him, you're going to always have that longing for him. If you forgive him and he doesn't change, you would still be fulfilled. It would be as though you have a father. Right, so that would be like facing him in that sense. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So, yeah, I would definitely have a talk with him. And, and if you're being honest about it, I believe you are, there's no reason not to have a conversation with her there, hear the conversation. Don't argue with her or him. Just lay out what's going on and let your father know you want to be close to him. Right. Yeah. And I don't think he wants to really be with her anymore either. He just feels trapped a little bit. Um, Why do you think that? Um, because he, like I said, he's being very weak right now. Well, why can't he just that... leave if he doesn't want to be with her? He, he mentioned that um, he's afraid she's going to, like, try to kill herself or something, that she's very, like, lonely and, like, she has no family. But that's that not a reason to stay with her. If she want to kill herself, she has a right to kill herself. Well, that's what I said, too. I'm like, you know, I mean, that's not really, at this point, your problem. That's her own issue, right. you know. And, and she's controlling him with that idea. Right. And so he just, yeah, exactly. She's just very, mani- very manipulative, very controlling. 
But let me um, just say, though, you can't blame her. She got all her issues, but it's your father's fault that he's doing that. You can't right. blame her. He needs to overcome that so that mm -hmm. uh, because she can only do to him what he allows her to do. That's right. All right? Yep. So all right. she may be wrong in what she's doing, but your father's wrong for allowing it to happen. Yeah, that's right. Okay, well, I'll definitely have a talk with him. All right, I wish you well, all right? Okay, thank you so much, Jesse. God bless. God bless you. All right. Amazing. I have more calls, but I have some Did uh, you know that? Questions. Did you know that knowledge is an illusion? No, I hadn't thought of it like that. But Why? it makes sense. It makes sense when you say that. If you notice, people with knowledge, they also get themselves titles. <laughs> right. Yeah, it's true. Doctor Fielder, uh, lawyer John Doe, Pastor Roberts, preacher this and and profet, uh, expert that and expert this. I have a PhD, MAD, and a STD. They get themselves titles because they're living an illusion and they have to have those titles to feel better about themselves. Otherwise, they will feel that emptiness because knowledge is an illusion. It doesn't fulfill you. It doesn't do anything because there's no revelation in it. Isn't that amazing? Yeah, that is interesting. It's an illusion. And people pay thousands of dollars for knowledge and, and still have nothing but a bill to pay. <laughs> yeah, I, I think of all these people that graduate from different places yeah. and get to different degrees and they act like that's an accomplishment when it isn't they've accomplished a whole lot of spinning their wheels and they may have gained some knowledge but they haven't actually done anything right there's not their souls are not fulfilled with knowledge matter of fact they become even more empty because uh, they're puffed up with the knowledge and yet it doesn't complete them it doesn't it doesn't bring peace I notice that it's an illusion. I notice that intellectual people can come up with excuses and rationalizations for stuff that that is wrong. Yeah, and they'll and they'll convince themselves that that's that it's right to do something that everybody can plainly see that it's wrong. Yeah, absolutely. And the more knowledge you have, the worse off you are. Because I've heard people say, "Oh, I have two masters and 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 four PhDs and." However many. The, the more knowledge they have, the dumber and empty they become. It's so amazing. See, I just realized that, oh, these people have no wisdom because I'm looking at the experts about the Chinese virus and I'm looking at what they're saying about it, how they're dealing with it. It's all fake. It, it's just, and they just sitting there like this, all that. And all, it's all fake. It does nothing for you. Except build your ego. So save your money, folks. Don't, do, don't go to those colleges. Yeah, Jorge in the um, Periscope was saying, I see. So studying text without actually inquiring for yourself just makes you book smart. Yeah. It's just repeating what you've read from dead textbooks. Absolutely. What knowledge does, too, is... And the reason that it's empty because, as I said, no revelation comes through it, Right. Because people with knowledge, they separate themselves from God. And you can only have, uh, and they have no love, they have no revelation. So you can only have that with a belief in the source that provides the knowledge. 
knowledge. But if you just hold on to the knowledge and, and don't ever go within and, and develop the revelation or the love, then you, you, you have nothing. Have nothing. But Howie in Periscope says, but the Bible says to get understanding. Knowledge is not understanding. <laughs> You're supposed to get the knowledge, I guess, but let it go. Don't hold on to it. That's why I say when you read or you listen to other people, including me, let it go in one ear and out the other so the revelation can come. Don't hold on to the knowledge. I notice that people with a lot of knowledge, too, they're on edge. They, are, uh, they always feel like it's never good enough. It's not right. I'm not good enough. It's just, it's crazy. Don't hold on to knowledge. You want understanding, and that comes from within. Um, on Facebook, Trey is asking, is knowledge power at all? No. It's a fake power because it's illusion. It's not real. Even the people who say they got power, like the government, uh, uh, Congress people, uh, or whomever think they have power, they have none. They have fake power. It's not real. It's fake power. It puffs up the ego. So it's not power. On YouTube, Eric says, did you know that knowledge in Greek stands for beta? <laughs> I didn't know it, but I believe it. <laughs> really, look at if you, you can prove me wrong. As a matter of fact, don't believe me until you see it for yourself. But you can prove me wrong. Just notice the people with the knowledge. And they really thrive on it. They are insecure. They are lonely. They have fear. They have doubt. And when you talk to them, they have no idea what they're talking about. They don't have real answers. It's crazy. And when you go to a knowledge, a person for counseling, they don't, they, they don't give you help at all. I'm looking at this woman with Dr. Phil. It was clear that woman is evil. But nobody said, you know what, lady, you are evil. You got problems. You need to overcome. They didn't say it because they didn't see it. They didn't know. Before I get back to calls, um, I have a few super chats from YouTube and DLive. Giovanni Patterson, and I may be mispronouncing, says, As a man thinks in his heart, so is he. Does that contradict taking thoughts into captivity and not believing thoughts? Um, when you're in your head, you do think you're wonderful. You think you're smart. You think you're this and you think you're that. You hear a lot of women say, oh, strong women, Right. I'm a strong black woman, they'll say, or a strong white woman. But you look at them, you know they ain't strong. What are you talking about? You're strong, right? In their mind, they think that they're strong. But in reality, they're weak. In your mind, you think that you're God. But in reality, you're not. That's why it's good to live out of your mind and live in reality. And that way, you won't, have, uh, you won't think falsely of yourself. D and NYC says, set apart by God, may need to forgive mother for spoiling, but dad was alpha and protected me from almost all mom's poison. So listen to JLP, love ya, from Houston, Texas. Thank you. Amazing. The PR guy gave a super chat. Thank you. Greece gave a sticker and says, keep, keep it up. Pavel Sisin, something says, how does one seek first the kingdom of God if we can't make choices and don't have free will? What happened for me is that 
I was, and at the time I thought I had a free will too, and I was going to church, seeking God, I was reading the Bible, I was doing everything the preacher said. Uh, I went down to the front of the church and accept Jesus as my Lord and Savior because they said what they said. And you go down, it's in the Bible, accept Jesus, Lord and Savior. Well, yes, it's in there like that. And I did all that. Nothing was happening. Nothing, I was noticing that I wasn't changing. I would feel good at church, but when I was by myself or out there dealing with the world, nothing had changed. And so finally I asked God to let me see myself because I realized I didn't know myself. Like, what the? I didn't really know myself. And he allowed me to see. That was the beginning of overcoming. Know thyself. And you can't even make yourself see yourself. Just ask to let you see yourself. And believe me, if you're sincere about it, he will let you. And once you start seeing yourself, one thing leads to another. The hardest thing in the world for all human beings to do, most human beings, some will, a few will, but most won't, is to admit that they're not God, to see that they're not. But once you see that, by, by getting to know yourself, everything starts, that get the ball rolling, one thing leads to another. But you got to know yourself. You can't will yourself out of it. You can't free will yourself out of it. Because if you could, you would have already done it. No one will will themselves to be unhappy. No one will will themselves to live with fear and doubt and worry and insecurity and be controlled and, and not knowing what to do and what to say or whatever. You, if you had a free will, you'd be willing yourself away from all that. You would be walking on cloud. Cloud nine. But because you think you got a free will, you're suffering the price. You're playing God. Let's take another call. Okay. Jared from Columbia, Missouri. Hey, Jared. How you doing, Jesse? All is well. Welcome to church. Yeah, this is amazing. I, I actually spoke with you just the other day. Okay, on the radio? No, it was uh, just a, you know, I got a hold of you through uh, Bond or... Oh, okay. Yeah, I remember now. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, this is amazing. Uh, amazing! I yeah. Um, if it was cool, I just wanted to address the biblical question about the economy. And then I had like just one or two other things to Which say. Which do you prefer, uh, to save lives or save the economy? Well, I, I believe that the economy is... So, you know, Christ himself said that people die every day. They're going to die. There's going to be poor. Right, but yeah. It's the lack of purpose that kills people, right? So without the economy, you have no money. You have no, you know, you can't hold a job. You can't help people if your heart tells you to, you know, all these things. And then it'll lead to famine, rioting. It'll lead to all sorts of ungodly things, you know. But the other way around, saving lives, you know, you can, you can do that while saving the economy. You could just be you know, take precautions and do what you need to do. And if you do it with the right heart, then God will heal your land. So you say that, so you prefer to save the economy or save life? Which one first? Correct. The economy. You prefer to save the economy? Much more important. It'll save millions versus just thousands. And and, And you said something about without purpose what? Without 
well, the economy creates a purpose for the society. Without it, you don't, you can't have the society. It'll crumble from within. Oh, I see. Okay. Right yeah. on. Amazing. Yeah, and, yeah, and uh, it's amazing talking to you. I didn't even know you did these things like church services for the longest time. I had no clue. It should be on our website. Uh, uh, I found you through YouTube. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's on yeah, the site. Re- um, rebuildingaman.com. Okay, cool. So you, um, go ahead. No, you go ahead. Uh, you want to say something? No, you have a question for me, you say? Yeah, so... Um, I just wanted to give like an example. You've been speaking today about uh, revealing truth versus trying to create truths in right. our head, basically. Yeah, knowledge is not good. Yeah, so when I first experienced that, I just have a little example that will hopefully help people who are listening to understand what it is you're talking about. Uh, so I was, I was talking with uh, my, my boss and... We were speaking about, you know, humility and like when, you know, people do embarrassing things. It's actually about a man who called you or wrote you a letter about how he bought a woman a house and then she just like left him with the house instantly. <laughs> I was like, Oh my goodness, I was like I was like, Dan, I was like, dude, my my favorite radio show talk host just told me this and I told him it and he just you know, he he was like, Oh my goodness. I cannot believe somebody didn't see that coming, you know. And uh, you, you know like, what I, I noticed. Just to add to that, what I noticed is that people with knowledge they can't see the simple things in life, the easy way, the, the things that are right in front of them, answers that are right in front of them, but they can't see it because their egos have been overblown with knowledge. They feel that they are God. Exactly. Christ Himself said that He's got a a, a simple. A simple way of life with si- simple, the true meaning of simple is pure. It's just a pure way of life. There's yeah. no, uh, um, but anyway, so he, my boss was like, uh, he was like, man, I would be so embarrassed, you know, and in my head, <laughs> I didn't have any thoughts on it. We were just talking, you know, and yes. I've been trying to let God fill me with what he wants me to say to everyone. It's like almost emptying yourself of all your pride and just being an empty vessel is what I believe living for God is. Yeah, a perfect it, way of living is have no opinion, no thoughts, no opinion about anything, including yourself or anyone else. It's so amazing. I didn't know it, that you could really live that way, but you can once you're born again. You said it perfectly. It really is. It's the most joyful thing. There, It, it just... It, there's no way to actually, I think I figured out why you used the word amazing. It's amazing. It's the only thing that comes to your mind. Yeah, <laughs> it is. I can't think of any word, you know, even the word blessing, that's a good word, but I can't think of any word to express what happens once you return to the Father except amazing. And, you know, it, just, and it brings a joy out every time. Yeah, too. it gets <laughs> easier, and, and, and it's just really, there are no words to express what it's like to return to the Father and live in the present. It's just mind-blowing. I'm, I'm with you 100%. Well, when he, when he said that, and because, you know, thank, thank God, because I was in the right state of being, instantly, like, what I said, it, it was just so profound. It wasn't mine. It was just there. It was just there to say, and it was like, and I responded, I was like, well, 
if a person becomes embarrassed about something that they did, they're probably not ready to learn and overcome overcome it. And instantly, my head got flooded with all these like thoughts, you know, like maybe maybe that was like a arrogant thing to say, or maybe you know, all these weird just thoughts. <laughs> and I was like, nope, no, nah, I ain't gonna have none of it. And I just let him go. Yeah. I was like, yeah, well, what happens will happen. And he came back to me, and he's like. And that is really interesting. I've never thought of it like that. Right and on. that's when that's when I knew. Right I was on. like, yep, yep. God knows what he's doing. That's amazing, man. Well I agree. Are you doing the silent prayer? Yes. I, I do it I try to do it throughout the day, like in times of when I'm not busy with something. You're right. Uh yeah, I did it like I did it before I got on the phone. I was like, Well, God gets me on the phone, I better make sure <laughs> I don't have any thoughts flying. Or, you know, people think you're crazy, but you're not. It's that you're living in the state, like you say. Like, I think, I think the world tries, when we read the Bible and we read all these things, there's, there's, it's like we want to, when we don't even know it, we want to construct everything to fit how we feel on the inside. Yeah. yeah. And when Christ said, you've got to be born again, you have to have a new wineskin. He has to get rid of the old ego. It has to be completely gone, and then he'll have the new one to fill his good wine with. And I think we all miss that in the world. When we're in the world confused, we miss the important, the simple things, like you said. Well, the reason for yeah. that is because uh, the parents are no good. They're not perfect parents, so they throw you off key by being out of control. You're born into the sin of the family. And then once they throw you off like that, you go to church and the preacher doesn't know what he he or she is talking about. Well, I hate to say she because she ain't no preacher. But he doesn't know what he's talking about. He's just giving you more knowledge and just building up that ego. And once you get that ego or you go to some university, build up the ego. Once you get that ego built up and you're all puffed up, it's hard to let that go. A lot of people don't want, they can't let that go because... It gives a fake feeling of being something or being important or being saved. And people, the ego doesn't want to admit that it's wrong, that it's a setup. It doesn't know anything. And it's hard for people to overcome. I've seen it over and over. I've seen it with people over the last 30 years because Barney is 30 years old now. I've seen it with people from people with good intention. They really would like to let that go, but they're so attached to it. It's like a, a mother who is trying to control her adult children, even the little children too. And what if the kids get away from her, she go nuts because the ego got to face itself now and she doesn't want to face that ego. And they'll do anything they can to hold on to that ego. And it's just hard for people. They just don't know. And everything you say is true. I lived it. Like I went and forget, like, man, my mom was wild. I don't even know how to explain it. It was like, <laughs> I was growing up, Jesse, and I was like, I'll go to school, and I'd look at my friends, I'd go to their houses, and I'd see their parents, and I'd be like, what in the world? Like, their parents were all, like, nice, and there's food on the, in the fridge, and everybody's all happy all the time, and, and then I'd, like, think about my home and be like, what? I, don't, I, I wouldn't understand it. It was just, a, like, a confusion in yeah. my mind that created anger yeah. that, like, to the point where I would, I mean, I was always trying to be kind to everyone and stuff, but I was subconsciously waiting for somebody to 
you know, tick me off. You know, it was yeah. it was a really Absolutely. amazing thing to be able to see coming out of. Amazing. Um, I, I don't want to take too much yeah, time. Yeah, I'm about to say i got to run because so many people want yeah. to get in here. Uh, yeah, I go ahead. You had another short question or something real fast? Uh, yeah, I just wanted to read a scripture just about, it's about women uh, and, you know, how they can be saved. It says it right in the scripture. I think we just glance over it because of our egos. How long is, is it? Is it short? It's, yeah, it's short. Go ahead. So it says in First Timothy 2.14, it says, And Adam was not the one deceived. It was the woman who was deceived and yeah. became a sinner or a transgressor. It says, But, or nevertheless, women will be saved through childbearing if they continue in faith, which is patience, love, and holiness, which is purity and propriety. In other words, not trying to be all seductive. And I mean, it lays it out in two scriptures, how a woman can find and be a servant of God. Yeah. I think it's just pretty amazing. Amazing. It's exactly what you teach. Thank you, man. I absolutely appreciate that. All right. Yeah. You're yeah. Right I about enjoy that. this. Thank you. All right. I, um, he reminds me, reminded me of uh, last week. I did three brand-new episodes of The Father State, and they'll be coming out at some point. And one of the people I interviewed was a nun. This is the first time I ever interviewed a nun or had a discussion with a nun. And I, I won't tell you the whole thing because it was amazing. One thing that she said, because she was quoting the Bible as she was doing this, and I asked her if she believed in the order of God. Uh, she's like, no, I don't know. What is that order of God? And I explained God in Christ, Christ in man, man over woman, woman over children. Uh, I don't believe in the woman over the children. I mean, the woman, uh, the man over the woman. She didn't believe in that part. And she said, men and women are equal. Women hold up one half of the sky and the man hold up the other half. I'm like, but... Ain't you a sister? Aren't you like a Catholic, a nun? And, and I explained to her that it said it in the Bible. And she said, well, and I'm not, I may not be quoting her exactly, and you will see it for yourself. She, she didn't like that. She thought the man who wrote that was a little off. She liked the man, the, the man that wrote that in the Bible, but she didn't like that part about it. She didn't agree with that. She did not agree with that. It was so interesting to hear nun say that. So I ask, well, are you a nuns called by God or do you just decide to be a nun? I'll wait and let you hear that answer. But this thing about being born again, becoming perfect as your Father in heaven is perfect, it's just so unfortunate that, I guess, it's unfortunate, I don't know, it might not be, that that is so not talked about and so not dealt with in the right way that people may overcome, be in the world, but not of it. You can overcome it, folks, and you'll grow in it. In the same way kids grow, when you grow from a child to an adult, the real you grow in the spirit and the image of God, and it's so amazing. I can't express it. You got to forgive, though. Before you enter into the kingdom of heaven, you must go and forgive. And a lot of people say they forgive. Oh, I did it in my heart. Or I did it in my mind. That's not forgiveness. And a lot of people want help. And, I, and so they're like, and they quote me a lot. 
but they have not gone and forgiven. So I finally asked, have you gone and forgiven? Uh, 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 uh. Well, no, not yet. Or I did it in my heart. It's not going to work like that. You got to go and forgive. He didn't say go in your heart and forgive. Go and forgive, and I will forgive you. Other than that, you're going to be reading the Bible. You're going to be one of the worldly Christians. Because worldly Christians, those who just confess Jesus as their Lord and Savior, but don't believe that you can live sin-free and they don't really believe him, it's an illusion. You're an illusional Christian, and that's why nothing is working. That's why you lose your families. That's why you lose uh, in the world. You live just like the children of the lie because Satan is still your daddy. It's just an illusion, folks. You got The real deal is here, inside. In the belly. It's there. Anyway, yeah. Some super chats quick. Um, AJ Samuel Bashkar says, Thanks for guiding us back to God, Jesse. The spiritual battle is really upon us. And I am able to see it now. Also, I got suspended on Twitter because I said suffer and die to someone. <laughs> Chelsea says, I have forgiven my mother and I love and respect my earthly father. I do the silent prayer in the morning and evening and ignore my thoughts, but I don't feel anything or see anything. Is that right? Beautiful. You don't want to feel because that's what the world is based on, how you feel. And so a lot of people think that once you're born again, overcome the mother, return to the father, that you're going to be feeling something. Salvation is the lack of feelings. You're not, you've, all those feelings that come from your father, Satan, right? Because he got you angry, he deceived you in your head, he, you have expectations, and all kind of crap. But once you're born again, you have perfect love which is of God, and you're guided by that. And, and what is missing, all those feelings, but what is present is perfect peace. And even in perfect peace, there are no feelings. You just don't have the confusion. You don't have the conflict. You don't have the doubt. You don't have the worry. You don't have not thinking that you don't know. You won't have the answer when you need it. You don't think about tomorrow or yesterday. It's just living. You just be. You become a living being. Crystal asks, I don't think I have anything to forgive my mother for. My father failed to be a father for choosing drugs and alcohol over his children. I didn't have a strong father figure. Should I first go forgive my father? First of all, your father didn't choose drug and alcohol over his children. Your father just had his own issues. And just like most people, a way of escaping rather than facing the conflict, he drank and did alcohol or whatever he did. I mean, and did drugs. Drunk and alcohol, right? He didn't, he didn't choose that over you, so your mother lied to you about that. Uh, there's no such thing as not having a reason to forgive your mother. You just have identified with your mother, and you don't realize you have, you have to forgive her. And, and so you make up excuses, and it's not you, but Satan making them up for you, so you shall not be born again. But you do have to go and forgive your mother. And if you have an issue with your father, go and talk to him as well, and forgive him for not being there and protecting you from your mother. You do have an issue with your mother, I guarantee you that. Your mother was not perfect. 
if he were perfect, if she was perfect, you wouldn't be saying that your father chose you. I mean, chose alcohol and drug over you. That's not true. Fathers love their children. Uh, the credit solutionist. That's Victoria. It's Black Victoria, by the way. Hey, Victoria. <laughs> Amazing. I doctor. She said, for the best service on this side of heaven. Happy Sunday, Bond fam. We miss seeing you, Victoria. Hoping this thing is over soon. Y'all can come on back home. But right on. Thank you. Mary Boston gave a donation. Thank you. Hey, Mary. We haven't seen Mary in a while. Yep. Thank you, Mary. Aaron Collins says, he black. He black. P. Gozinga says, is it okay to do the silent prayer with your eyes open? With little time at home, I want to do a long silent prayer on the bus. I, do, I don't want to close my eyes as I'm scared to get mugged by the thugs. <laughs> I don't blame you. Listen, <laughs> let's say you have to catch a bus at 5 a.m. I have to get up at 3.30 in the morning because I have to be at the studio to meet with Nick, my producer, by 5.15, 5.30. And so I have to get up. At 5.30, at 3.30 a.m., so I can do the silent prayer. And then get ready, um, whatever I do, to get to the studio. So knowing that I have to be at the studio early, I get up earlier. Seek first the kingdom of God in his right way and all will be added. You'll be surprised. And then during the day, you will be in the silent prayer mode without having to close your eyes because you become conscious and conscious and conscious, and you'll be doing it without even having to close your eyes. Absolutely. It'll become a natural way of, what's so interesting about it? Just like it's uh, natural for natural, unnatural for people to live in their mind, live it outside of your mind, become natural like that. The way you were as a child, you will become as a child. It's so amazing. So you can do it at work. You would naturally find yourself being aware. You also see the thoughts still trying to talk to you, but they'll be out here and not in here, in there. And it'll just work out. But yeah, you'll get to that point. But get up early. If you got to be at the bus at 5 or 6 a.m., get up at 4.30 or something. You got to put it first. When he said, seek first the kingdom of God in his right way, that rule that, uh, those instructions have not changed. Just because human beings change or get further and further away from God, he's not going to change his rules. Either do it or not. He didn't say, oh, well, you know, you got to take the bus. I understand it. Let me change that rule. Okay, after you take the bus, he, he'll make a way, man. There's a guy, right? Yeah. Okay. D. Bradley in the chat, in the YouTube chat says, Jesse is always trying to blame the mother for everything. If the father is a drunk, it's not nobody's fault, but the father's fault. Stop putting everything on a mother's shoulders. It's not, um, uh, it's not the mother's fault that she's that way. It started with the Adam and Eve thing. And uh, as you heard of the caller that read the scripture, Adam, I mean, uh, Eve believed Satan. And so as when she believed in him, that spirit made a home in her. And that's why you got to overcome. You're born of the flesh. You got to overcome it because you end up with that same spirit that the mother has. 
and it's not hers that spirit made a home that made a home in her. And then the man got to overcome the woman because he believed the woman who believed the serpent. And so he got to overcome the woman because she is his God and he will control her. So I don't know what you mean by blaming. This is just reality. And I know you want to blame the man, but y'all been doing that so long. That's why nobody been helped because you have not dealt with the real deal. So if you want to call it blaming, suffer and die. Let's get to a few quick phone calls. Oh, yes. Okay. Jason, Jason out of Buffalo, New York. Hey, Jason out of Buffalo, New York. Yeah, you have brought me up on Friday. It like you, you did you what have, on uh, Friday? Yeah, you brought me up like you had spoke on me Friday. My question is like, do you think suffering, telling people to suffer and die, is Christian? Like, that's a is that like that's a Christian thing to do? Absolutely. And you know why? Because if you don't return to the Father, God lets you suffer and die. As a matter of fact, He said, "Let you suffer." Maybe in suffering. They were crowd to God. So absolutely, and if not, they just suffer and die. Good question. Uh, Finally, Jason. Oh, what do you know? Good question. That's not I mean, but it's like that's that doesn't make the way like that doesn't make any sense. It seems like anybody that says anything Are you a, according to like what you say is they gotta suffer and die. Right. Are you a Christian? Nah. Well what what the you wouldn't know that. You wouldn't know, Jason. I like, I like, I like, I like knowledge. Though. I like information. And you said that people that like you said like doctors that get knowledge are not good. No, it's like, an illusion. Because, knowledge is not wisdom. It's not from within. It's from without. And so the doctor may be a good doctor that can patch you up. You know, give yeah, you that's, a, that's, a that's new physical heart, but like, he has no wisdom. With like that. They have no work. So when you go to the doctor and ask him something, that does, I mean, he doesn't have no the knowledge. He doesn't have the wisdom to tell you. What he has the knowledge, but he doesn't have wisdom. What's the, what's, your, what's the difference between knowledge and wisdom, according to you? Very good. Uh, uh, wisdom only comes from God. Knowledge comes from the world. And the world get their information from their dad and Satan. And when they so hold on to it, they hold on to it. What is your definition of wisdom? Like, she's not making any sense. I know, because you're not a Christian. That, that, I mean, that shouldn't mean, like, if we had a process of information, with the right, with the correct information, she'd be able to process the information. No, like, you, can't you, process, you can't process uh, wisdom. You can't you process, can't process wisdom. You can't process realization. You have to be really willing like, to let... You have to be willing to let all that knowledge go, and then wisdom will come. That, like, so, what is your like? What is the definition? What is your definition of what, like? You still didn't tell me what, what like. What is wisdom? Like, what is because I like, knowing something and being, I guess, like, I guess being adept and being able to, I guess, like articulate or I guess explain it to somebody else or. I mean, what like what, what do you consider to be wisdom? I mean, like that's like because knowledge and wisdom is basically the same thing. No, it's not. Uh, uh, it's not the same thing. R- wisdom is love, and love is God, right? And anyone that, is, who don't have love have no, I mean, uh, understanding. They have no um, wisdom. How is wisdom? If love? you notice, Jason, all angry people, all angry people lack wisdom. They don't have that's not true. realization. They don't have realization. But so how do you know, you know it's not like, true? You don't even know what it is. 
with nothing I'm, I'm asking you to be wise about something like is to have like I guess like to have knowledge of it to have like a, an in-depth like a, I guess like a profound I guess like a profound I guess experience like a, I have a, pro, a deep understanding about something to be wise like to say like no that's not true that's not wisdom so what you you still didn't give a definition of wisdom you I just told you what it was wisdom is not love how is wisdom love because it comes from God and love is God. That, 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 there's a lot like that's that's like two different. I mean, so there's no. So I guess like basically what you're saying is you can't explain like the I guess like the in between between. I just explained it to you. You just said wisdom is love and love right. comes from God. That is not an explanation. That is, that is that's what it is. What do you want to hear? I'm trying to figure out like you can't figure it out. You have to seek it. You have to, so you have to seek wisdom. Wisdom is not something that you get from like experience, something that no, you like grow it. No, not at all. Not at all. So wisdom doesn't take time. You just automatically get wisdom once you get low. Once you're born again, wisdom will come. Once you, so why when you're, so you're born again of God, then you live by wisdom, uh, realization. All right, so let's go back to that lady that, like, the letter, like, the letter that you got before. The lady said she's doing the silent prayer. She didn't, did, she didn't, like, forgave this and did that and did that. And she still don't feel no difference. She ain't getting, like, no wisdom, no none of that. So how is, like, how does that, how does this I can't explain like, it. I don't know her. You can't, you, so you can't, like, and then, like, the reason, like, before you told me the suffering died the last time I talked to you, I was asking, where do you, like, where did it come, like, where do you get your, I guess where do you get your doctrine from? Because you know you like you from within, from, like, other from within. So, so from with, so it wasn't. And it's not a doctrine. So, yes, it is a doctrine. No, it's not. It's what you believe. Like it's what you believe and what you push on others. No, I don't push it, and I don't believe it. You don't believe, like so. Why do you like? So it's like you say it's from within, but you don't believe it. I just don't doubt it. You don't. Ha. All right, you said you don't believe. This is such a good. This is a good question from a non-Christian. Huh? You said, like you said, you don't believe it, but you just don't doubt. It. Right. And when you don't how, doubt, then you have faith. So you don't. So, all right, you said you don't believe it and you don't doubt it. Right. But you have faith in it. Right. Don't I don't. And it. it's, it's what happened is, Jason. Once you overcome that father's state, your knowledge and all that then the only thing that left is faith. All right, so once you get over knowledge, the only thing you have... So basically, it's better to walk in the world blind and unconscious <laughs> instead of conscious of what's going on around you. I'll answer that, then i got to let you go, but the people of knowledge are walking in the world blind. It's harder for a camel... It's easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than it is for a person with knowledge. That's not what it says in the Bible. It says for a rich man to get in the house. So, like, well, you just change into... Rich with knowledge. They, they can be rich in finance, too, because they put that before God. But people with knowledge put that before God because they put it before wisdom. They put they think, knowledge... Yeah, they think they have what they don't have. So, you're saying, so what you're saying is they put knowledge before love. Right. So they put... The tool, it doesn't. Can you see what? Can you see like one point where I'm coming from? Yeah, I do. I see where you're coming from. They don't correlate. 
the two things that you're saying do not correlate. You know, what? like knowledge and love are like two different, like on two different planes, two different planes. That's planes. right. Like two different Absolutely. Sports. Absolutely. So how is like one? And that's why if you notice the, the people with, as I said before, if you notice the people with knowledge have no love. People with knowledge have no love. So right. like the people like that. So like you sound like the doctor that went to school to become a doctor to get money and like I mean to like I mean to raise his family. Like, look look at the like, knowledge that you have and you have no love. How you figure I have no love? You, because you're into knowledge. And you you don't know what love is. If you had it, you wouldn't be into knowledge. You saying love is wisdom, and that, uh, the two don't make no sense. You I know. Like, so because I have, so because I, I have know that. I understand I don't that. Love. Right. So you like, have no love. So what you saying? Like, so what you saying is because now I have. You may have. have no you love. may have the fallen state love. You may have the mama's love, but that is of Satan. That's not real love. That's fake love. That's an illusion. Right, like, that's an illusion, just like knowledge. All right. So one more thing before I go. You said like. Some people, like, if you do something and Satan is your daddy, but if you do one thing and God is your daddy, I mean, like, if God and Satan, are they like a gay couple or something like that? Repeat that. I said, you said, when you do something, like, when you do something wrong, you, like, you the devil's child, but when you do something, like, it's a, you do, like, the opposite, you God child. So, like, is the devil and God in your eyes, like, in a homosexual relationship? I like the... And they're like homosexual, like two like gay parents. Now you're asking a like silly question, man. I don't even know. Understand? Not a, I'm just let him I'm taking go. the basics. Like, All right, we got to let you go. Stuff. You're going off the deep end with your knowledge. <laughs> <laughs> Call me on the radio. Go ahead. Let's get to Richard out of contention. It was really good questions, though, yeah. from a, a, a man of knowledge. He can't really. It was so good because he literally can't. No one can. I couldn't have let until revealed to me. You can't see the other way. You can't make yourself see it. Because God only allow those to see who he wants to see. And Jason, after all those good questions, he may, he may start seeking it. He may, because he has some good questions. And he's a little confused, so he might wake up. Okay. I'm, I'm going to open the treasure chest on D11 in oh, five yeah, minutes at 1245. Okay. Right. But let me get to Richard out of Kentucky for you. Hey, Richard out of Kentucky for me. Hey, what's up, Jesse? All is well, Richard. How are you? Good. No man is good, but all is well. Right. Um, so, yeah, I, I had a question, but uh, the knowledge is an illusion thing kind of, like, brought me back to reality. So, like, I mean, I can still <laughs> ask my question, but, uh, yeah, that that's pretty much all I needed to hear. But, all right. Uh, well, thanks for your call, Richard. All right. I appreciate that. See you there? The knowledge went away and understanding came. I'm telling you, it's so, I totally understand why people can't see it. Because it will only be revealed to the children of God. He's not going to let Satan's children see the wisdom. Satan can't even see it. Right? But Satan got all the knowledge. He can quote the Bible. He can verse and chapter and make you feel like you have it. He can convince you that you can be a child of God and sin. No, and perfect. Yeah, you're going to be perfect till you get to heaven. I wouldn't want to drop my body like that. I would take advantage of living. Once to die, once to live. I would take advantage of living to overcome that state because once you drop that body and you go on through the light and you're seeing what your life should have been and could have been, and then now the light goes out completely, you ain't going to be happy with that. 
You're not going to be happy, but do what you want. All right. Uh, I'm skipping around on the super chats. I'll get. We'll get to the rest of them tomorrow if I don't get to all of them. But Eric, this asks, is James just helping me out here for oh the Hake report, Monday through Friday and Sundays at nine a.m. Pacific time. Eric's asking Jesse, why is the Bible not as simple as you and the way you explain about returning to the Father? Because the traders of truth, they have uh, intentionally, I believe corrupted the Bible. They, they took out the vital information, the information that would uh, point you back to the Father, and they put in uh, words that would deceive you in order to control you, to keep you blind away from what is right. Uh, and, and if you notice, a lot, uh, mo- all people who are into the Bible like that, they have not overcome words, and they are still they are subject to them, they're controlled by words. They can quote the Bible, but yet they have no peace. No peace that's everlasting, that peace that stays with you, no matter what the situation is. They, have, they don't have it because they've been tricked by the traitors of the Bible. Wayne Jr. says, Hey, Wayne Jr. I am struggling with disciplining my 16-year-old. He is missing school and flat out not listening. He thinks he is an adult. I am trying to figure out how to punish him effectively. Is that our way in junior? Yes. That is? Yep. That's our way in junior? Yeah. <laughs> hey, man. Um, don't struggle with trying to discipline him. You have to have patience with him, Wayne. He's already gone through hell. And he's angry. And if you deal with him with perfect peace... You will, uh, uh, he might see that, especially if he's 16 and he's still living at home. He may see that in you and overcome. But you got to point out why he's that way. But struggling with him, arguing with him, with him, and trying to make him do right, you're only driving him further away. Because his parents didn't do the right thing. How can he do right? He didn't have that perfect example growing up. So lay out the truth with him. Have a conversation. And then if he gets so out of control, then you know, you'll see what to do. Sometimes you may have to just let him go. Uh, but you got to stay present so you can guide him with perfect love. That's what's missing with him. He's looking for a father's love. And he, but he got to overcome mama and all that crap before he can find that. All right? It's good to hear from you, Wayne Jr. That's amazing. Sarah is calling from Berlin, and I don't know if it's Berlin, Germany, or what? Sarah. Is there a Berlin in the United States? I don't know. (laughs) It's Berlin, Germany. Right on. Hey, Sarah, thank you for for coming to church. Hey, Jesse. How are you doing? Uh, I'm doing pretty well. It's it's late here. I'm going to go to bed soon, but... (laughs) What time is it there? Mm, It's like 9... 9.30 9.30 p.m. or Whoa. 10 p.m.? Yeah. Amazing. <laughs> well, you're at church at night, so welcome to church. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Go ahead. Uh, so I just had kind of two small questions. Uh, my first question was, uh, when you're in the process of forgiving people, do you need to forgive everybody, like your parents, <laughs> but then anybody that you're angry at that maybe you have a problem with or something? Well, I can tell you what happened to me. Once I went yeah. and forgave my mother and returned to mm-hmm. my father 
then all yeah. all anger and all resentment left my heart. So I no longer held grudges against anyone. That's what's going to happen with you. Okay. You can't go around the world apologize to everybody, but you will become <laughs> of love. And in perfect love, there is no more of that. So, no, you, you don't have to go to everybody. Okay. All right. And then my second question was, do you consider um, intuition the same as a thought? That's a really good question. Because I've heard people say Thanks. they had intuition. Um, yeah. That, I, I don't know. Uh, that's a really good question. Okay. Because I do know that along the way with the children, with the people that, the men and women that God is trying to draw back unto him, he will allow you to have a glimpse of things at times. So that it's yeah. like the light comes on and off, hoping that you will follow the light. So it's, it may be possible. Yeah. It may be possible. Yeah. Yeah, I kind of feel like intuition to me is a little bit different than a thought. It's not from the same place. I don't know. Right. So. Yeah, I think it's come from within. You know that woman that I told yeah. you, I, I don't know if you saw when we first started the service this morning, I was watching this woman on, yeah. on, on Dr. Field's show. She said, oh, mm -hmm. I just had a gut feeling that my son-in-law yeah. was going to kill the kids and the wife, right? That's not intuition. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but yeah. I got the feeling you may be onto something there. I think so. I think you're right. Okay. All right. Well, those are my questions. So thank you very much. <laughs> well, well, thanks for coming to church with us at night all the way from Germany. All right. I mean, Berlin, sure. Germany. Yeah. Thank you, sir. Yeah. Have a good one. Thank yeah. you, too. All right. Bye. I think, bye now. I think intuition, it does come from within. You get a little glimpse of things like, oh, really? And it made sense. All right. Go ahead. I have um, a super chat from Howell. On uh, YouTube, stopped doing the silent prayer. Worst situation, especially in these times. <laughs> Thoughts are flooding in, plus my kids are asking questions, and I need to give perfect answers. Yep. It's amazing that the answer is not in a pastor, but to return to your Heavenly Father. Yes, within you. And so if you stop doing it, don't let Satan tell you, oh, you're never going to get back. It's done. It's over. You're never gonna. Don't believe that either. Just realize, you know what? I got to go back to the silent prayer and just go back and start doing it um, and you'll be fine. I, knew, I do know people, I know people who have died, they stopped doing the silent prayer and they had a hard time getting back and uh, they never got back to it. I don't, you know, they never got back. And I think it's because they believed the lies in the head that you've fallen away, there's no way you could get back to it. You know about the knowledge thing? Yeah. Howie on Periscope is saying, I wouldn't want any surgeon doing surgery on me without having some knowledge of what he's doing. Well, he has knowledge of it, but he has no wisdom of it. If he had wisdom, he would be perfect at what he's doing. You want him to have wisdom. Knowledge, yeah, knowledge will patch you up, you know, it'll heal the sore stitches in the womb, but they don't have the wisdom. Now, I'm not saying every doctor don't have wisdom. I'm just saying most doctors who are into the knowledge stuff, uh, they don't have the wisdom. That's why most of them give you medication and all that stuff. They don't understand cause and effect. So, yeah, I'm glad they got the knowledge to pass you up, but don't expect them to have wisdom. I have a, um, another call from Nick from Florida. Oh, okay. 
Hey, Nick, welcome to church. Hey, Mr. Jesse. How you doing, sir? So far, I'm all right. Just enjoying the chaos, I guess. <laughs> What's going on? Uh, not a whole lot. I was just going to give my two cents, ask you a question, and then answer the biblical question. Real fast. We're running out of time. Go ahead. All right. Now, I, I, I kind of hate to say it, but if we weren't told that there was a virus, we would have never known that anything was going on. Yeah. I believe that. Good point. Yeah. Uh, know what I mean? Yeah, because you can't see just it. Just imagine what else is going on. I mean, we wouldn't know unless we're told, and it's all about fear, and that's what Satan loves. Absolutely. That's why people have to go within. Uh, uh, y'all, who called, what was the lady called earlier about this is a good time to be home and be quiet? From New York, I think. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they're just trying to shut us up. Uh, yeah, that's why I take this moment and get to know yourself. Come back to God within, and that way they can't control you by putting out fear. Feel things like this. They uh, they cause you to become afraid, and then they come back like they're saving you. It's the darnest thing I ever seen. It's grace. Oh, grace. All yeah, thought. grace. You remember that God's in control. Yes, absolutely. And then I wanted to ask you a question. Uh, what was the reason why God sent Jesus to earth or sent his son? That you can return to the Father. And he came yeah, he came for us, right? Right. He was all right, now he came for the lost. Now, uh, now I want to answer Which do you question. prefer? Uh saving saving lives or saving the economy? Well, God sent I believe God sent his son to save man, not the economy. So which do you prefer to say, lives or the economy? I would say lives. Amazing. And would there be lives without economy? There wouldn't be economy without lives. That's not true. I mean, we're the ones that start the economy. We're the ones that keep the economy running. Amazing. So you'd rather say lives and rather than save the economy. Well, if you don't say the economy, even, people... even simpler. Would you rather save the economy or Donald Trump? Well, I don't want to get into politics because no, this is politics. church. I got to run, buddy. Thank you. All right, bro. Okay. He read argue politics. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, there is a reality, and the reality is all people are not going to die from this stuff or anything else. And so uh, you save the economy, you're going to be able to save some lives. But if no economy, no lives. Just ask the folks around the world. Go and ask the Japanese over in China. Okay. Um, we'll run out of time. Let me just make the announcement. So let me just say, um, no men's form this Thursday. No men's form because of this Chinese virus. Sorry, guys. And the guys love the meetings because they really get down to guy stuff. Last time we had like 47 guys showed up. It was amazing. Uh, what else? We're still doing the radio. Uh, so, and we're still doing counseling. We have the best counseling service on this side of heaven. You just can't come in now. We do it by Skype or by phone. All right? And uh, we def- definitely appreciate your support at our rebuildingaman.com or call 800-411-BOND, 800-411-2663 so we can keep this going. We have a uh, brand new newsletter that we put out maybe three times a year, I think. And we have one that is about to hit the mail. If you're not, we don't have your 
your uh, mailing address, whether it's a P.O. box or your home address, go to rebuildingamand.com and put your address there, and you can get a, a copy of, at no cost, you can get a copy of the newsletter. It is amazing. You don't want to miss the newsletter. So I appreciate the Super Chats and the D-Lives and Patreon.com slash Jesse Lee Peterson. Is it Patreon for Bond slash Jesse Lee Peterson? There is a Patreon for Bond, but but for Bond, might as well just donate yeah. monthly donations through yeah, Bond. Monthly donations by going to rebuildingaman.com. And, uh, or you can call 800-411-BOND. I do want to make this really, really clear to you. No man can cause you to return to the Father. No man, no human being, man or woman, can cause you to become a son or daughter of God. No one. Only he, God, can do that. But you got to seek him. You got to admit you're wrong. And ladies, I noticed that the hardest thing in the world for women to do, not all, not all, not all, but most, is to admit that they are wrong. That emptiness that you feel and you're trying to control your children, adult and young children, your boyfriends, fiancés, or husbands, or you're trying to control something, you got to let all that go so you can feel the pain of being nobody, the emptiness. It's a longing for the Father. And if you let that go, you'll feel that emptiness, and that will cause you to cry out to the Father. Then your life will change. But trying to control people ain't going to do it. Because you have control of your children, they come back and live with you or live down the road from you, they're going to hate you because they know you are controlling them. That's not, it's not right. It's evil to control them like that. And they don't realize what you have done to them because it happened when they were young and they forgot or forget that you did that to them. And they feel subject to you, especially with the mothers, but they don't understand it. You gotta let your children go. You're not gonna have peace by controlling your children. It's evil. If they want to get married, let them get married, go far away from you. If you had love for your children, you would do that. And with the boys and the girls, don't try to keep them home. Oh, you need to stay home and save money. You're using your children for your own ego. That's not love. Let them go so you could be born again of God. Your kids are not an investment. They're not salvation. They're not your husbands. Mothers make sons and daughters their husbands. That's gross. You're evil for doing that. If you have a husband, that's your husband. If you divorce, your husband, go and take care of yourself. It's not the responsibility of your children. And if you do them right with real love, when you're down and out, they will see how to help in the right way, not by guilt or a sense of obligation and all that crap. They don't owe you anything. But if you love them in the right way, they will help you in the right way. Just FYI, uh, we have about a minute or two, James. Jimmy Morgan gave a super chat and said, Thank you, JLP, for pointing me in the right direction. Amazing. Right on. And catch the thought. says, Church is amazing. Amazing. Uh, Thank you. I, uh, I'm glad to hear men and women waking up, especially men, because if the men wake up and come back to their natural state of being, that love will come through you, and the women are going to love that. They're looking for the love of a father. So the father's love is operating through you, 
And you don't look for a woman. Women, don't look for a man. It will happen for you. All right? And so I'm glad to see you because things are getting, they're becoming amazing now that the men and women are starting to wake up. I'll read the last Super Chats, or I'll send them okay. to Joel so, oh, okay. that, so that he can read all those guys. All right. Do you want a quick one with um, a quick uh, Matt from Sacramento? Last call, California. Matt. Thanks for calling the church, coming to church with us. You're on the air. Hey, I uh, wanted to ask you about, um, I want to name my son Nathan. Do and what now? my father is, Nathan. what's that? Nathan. He what now? He wants to name his son Nathan. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, I want to say my, name my son Nathan, and my father has a is very much against it because uh, he says it's connected to Freemason organization, which is an evil evil organization. Is it your son or your father's son? My son. Well, why can't you do what you want with your son? I do, but I just I, I do respect him very much. But he seemed to have a problem with the name Mason, not you. So Mason is a nice name. Nobody's going to connect the name Mason to a Mason club. That's dumb. Yeah. yeah that's <laughs> Tell what your I said, father you know. stop being a beta. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I don't see it like that. But If he connected um, a name Mason and thinking that if someone called, hey, Mason, how you doing? They're going to think of a Mason society or club. That's dumb. Yeah, well, because uh, our first language is Russian. And, you know, if you say the name in Russian, then it automatically basically has that association. Really? In Russia, it does? Yeah. Are well, you, in a Russian language. Are you living in Russia now? No. Where are you? In uh, California. Well, you are an American. You're not going to have that problem unless you hang out in a Russian yeah, neighborhood. You're an American. I recommend you do what you want with it, uh, but it's up to you. Okay. But I doubt, right. unless you're a Russian, I guess, normal people are not going to associate the name associate the name Mason with a Mason society. Yeah. Now, yeah, that's what to, I said. If you go to Russia, it might be a different thing, I guess. <laughs> just no. don't go yeah. to Russia. Yeah, no, no. It's just like a church thing. You know, it is a church that they attend. It's like a Slavic church oh, with, man. Uh, like, Russian-speaking people. Well, you get know, the Slavics out of that church. <laughs> 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 gotcha. Yeah, I mean the way uh, I came up with the name from like the one who works with stone and bricks, and and, it's, and it is a nice name. That know? is a nice name, man, and that's a nice reason to come up with it too. Yeah. All right. All right. If you don't lot. name your son, what you Allah his name is not uh, Azula Cooler, all uh, uh, <laughs> a crazy name, but that's yeah. a nice name, man. And if you don't name your son what you want to name him, you will regret it later. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Thank you for your call, buddy. All right. Thank you very much. Okay. That's amazing. We are out of time. Church was amazing. I want to encourage you because a lot of people are not doing the silent prayer. They put it off. Say, convince them to put it off. Or they try to do the right thing without the prayer. It's not going to work that way. You got to do the prayer. I've been doing it for 31 years now, and I still have to do it. I still, I want to stay connected to the Father. I don't want to ever go down that road again of of dropping or falling away from him, right? And so do the silent prayer, silentprayer.video. Thank you for your support at rebuildingaman.com or call 800-411-BOND. 
No men's forum this week. Hopefully this stuff will all end pretty soon, and we'll be back to doing what we normally do. I uh, thank you so much for calling in and being a part of the church service for uh, online chatting. I absolutely appreciate that. Do the silent prayer, folks. I can't help you. I'm just pointing you back to the source that will help you to help me. I had to come out of that too. It took coming back to the Father that brought me back to my natural state of being. Have a good one and be careful out there. Don't trip out over the Chinese disease. And I'll see you tomorrow, hear you tomorrow on the radio at 6 a.m. Pacific time. All right. Thank you so much. Amazing. <laughs>